by um, outside, you know, secular influences and false teachings. And today I want to focus on keeping our faith when suffering and afflictions come as a result of our trials and tribulations. Like, he, like his story pointed out, caterpillars don't turn into a butterfly without the struggle of getting out of the cocoon. I was also going to tell you about a, how pearls are, are made only through the oyster fighting off the parasite that's entered their shell. Something good will come on the other side of your trial or uh, if you would just persevere. And it's easy to say uh, for a guy standing up at a pulpit to just say, persevere through your trial, right? But, um, but it's true, and in the moment you may not understand what, why am I struggling, why am I going through this? But uh, once we, we've made it through and we can see that God has a purpose and a plan for us and for those times in our life, God doesn't create, I wish he would, but when God creates us, he doesn't say, poof, you are you know, the uh, perfect uh, Christian believer that tells everybody about Jesus so eloquently and, and your life is you know, uh, this great leader or administrator or whatever God has called you uh, to be in your life. Our life is shaped through uh, the struggles and, and circumstances of you know, living, right? And so um, today, um, I want to help you to realize that there's a purpose to the pain and suffering through the trials and tribulations, that when we persevere, we develop character and hope. Romans 5.3 tells us that, meaning that uh, we learn that we can survive it. The next time we go through uh, something, we will have confidence and we will have wisdom uh, to know how to persevere. The first time, you may think, man, where is God? What's going on? How, why am I going through this? But through your perseverance, you understand, man, God is with me through this time. And you take that wisdom with you the next time. When we persevere... We will mature in our faith and relationship with God. James uh, 1 verse 2. Perseverance is like a refiner's fire. And it, it burns away the sin. It burns away the habits, the addictions, the impurities. And it purifies our heart, our soul, and our mind. 1 Peter uh, 1 6 tells us about that. That when we persevere... Through trials and tribulations and testing, we come out of them worth more uh, value than any pearl and more vibrant and beautiful than any butterfly. If God cares so much about uh, those two things to show such a great illustration and, and lesson for us, you know, imagine uh, when we persevere through our situations, how good we come out on the end. God doesn't, I kind of said this a moment ago, that God doesn't just create us uh, with all of this experience and wisdom and, uh, and knowledge, but we learn and we develop through hard work and perseverance. We can take a look at amazing leaders uh, in the Bible, 
And we can think, man, I want to be like that guy or girl. And, but do we know how they got to the point where they're at? Joseph was sold uh, by his brothers into slavery. He was falsely imprisoned for many years. Why did God allow that? Well, he was, uh, it brought him to a place of leadership under Pharaoh to lead the people during an intense famine. David's life was a roller coaster. He, uh, as a kid, he defeats a giant in this powerful uh, statement of faith. He was appointed as king of Israel. But then his life was threatened by Saul. And then he, uh, he survives that, and then he succumbs to temptation, and he committed adultery. He intentionally had the woman's husband killed. The consequences of, of these sins were severe, the death of his first child. But he would, we would see at the, you know, after all of this, he sincerely repents and he's restored. And we have much of the Psalms that are written out of the uh, wisdom and, and purpose that he gained from those struggles. Jeremiah was persecuted for his faith, but he continued to preach and he continued to prophesy. Moses was a reluctant leader facing plagues and Pharaoh's army chasing them and very stubborn people that he was leading. Moses had all sorts of struggles that would have made any leader want to give up, but he persevered and God was with him. Ruth's story begins with tragedy and several misfortunes, leaving her a widow and an outsider in her community, but she would persevere and her life would be redeemed. And she would actually, she would give birth uh, to a son in the line of David, which would famously uh, be the line of family that Jesus uh, would be born out of, into. And Job, we could talk about Job for a whole series of messages, and I'm going to get into him, his life in just a moment. But each of these tremendous people of faith uh, have powerful examples that we can see and we can learn from. But I doubt uh, very much that we would be uh, reading anything about them if they had not persevered through these struggles and through these times. If they would have just folded at the first sign of trouble, their life's outcome would not be the same. A famous quote by John A. Shedd, goes, a ship in its harbor is safe, but that's not what a ship is built for. My dad had it, was in the Navy, and he had a, uh, I grew up with that quote on this big picture of a ship way off into the ocean. If that ship would just sit in the harbor, it would never uh, be destroyed. The, 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 the Navy on them would never be hurt, but it would never achieve the purpose for which it was built, right? If you aspire to do nothing in life, then these tribulations you may be able to avoid. But the moment you step out is the moment that adversity comes in and you will have the opportunity to persevere. That's a quote from me. I didn't want to make a slide and, and brag about it, but you can make a picture and 
put it up there if you want. You want me to read it again? Just kidding. Okay, so the story of Job, I want to give a quick summary, um, and I want to focus on the end result. A lot of times we think, how, I, I want to talk about how Job persevered, what was his mindset through all of this. James uh, 5, so this is, you know, he, the, James was a brother of Jesus that wrote this letter, you know, 30 years after Jesus' death, thousands of years after Job's life. But James wrote, brothers and sisters, as an example of patience, or perseverance could be the word there, or endurance, your Bible may have any of those words, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance. And have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Job's story is the epitome of a person who persevered through trials and uh, came out on top. At the beginning of the book of Job, if you want to turn there, I'm not going to go slow enough for you to keep up, but I'll point out some of the scriptures. It's a hard book to read. The first chapter and the last chapter uh, are good in between, uh, might be a, get a little bit long, and, but kind of understanding what Job is going through. The book opens with a scene in heaven where Satan stands before God. God asks him, you know, what have you been doing? And he said, I, I've been roaming the earth, <clears throat> excuse me, I've been roaming the earth and God asked Satan, have you considered my servant Job? And in verse 8, Satan immediately accuses Job. Well, he only serves you because uh, he doesn't uh, fear you. You've given him, you've prospered him. If you strike everything he has, he will surely curse you to your face. And God knows the righteousness of Job. And he grants permission, limited permission, uh, for Satan to put Job to this test. Why do the righteous suffer? This is the question raised after Job, he loses everything. His family, his wealth, he was a very wealthy man. You can read his uh, statistics he loses his health. Satan comes back and uh, says, well, he's only uh, righteous because you haven't harmed him. So God allows Satan to harm him, just not take his life. Job has three uh, supposedly really good friends that are trying to comfort him and to discuss his crushing series of tragedies. They insist that his suffering is punishment for sin. But that chapter says that Job uh, lived his life without sin to that point. He was found righteous in the sight of God. So Job is going back and forth with them. That's much of the book. You'll read their, their conversation with him, Job's response, and it goes to the second friend and the third friend, and so there's a lot of conversation there. But Job remains devoted to God through all of this. And he contends that his life has not been one of sin. His wife even tells him to give up. 
to curse God and die. But in response to all of these friends and to his wife, the thought that, uh, with the thought that life was over, over for Job, in chapter 13, verse 15, probably one of his famous uh, lines and verses, Job utters, Though he slay me, yet I will trust him. Job's faith is so strong that even, even if God's plan results in his death, Job will continue to trust in God. Job's another time says, He knows the way that I take. Job is talking, speaking of God in 23 verse 10, that God knows the way that I take, and when he has tried me, I will come out as gold. Like in Peter refers to the refiner's fire. A fourth person, uh, Elihu, tells Job uh, that he needs to humble himself and submit to God's use of trials to purify his life. And so finally, towards the end of the book, Job questions God himself and he learns valuable lessons about the sovereignty of God and his need to totally trust in the Lord. And Job is restored. He's restored to health. He's restored to happiness and the prosperity. He gets double uh, everything that he had before, one of the wealthiest uh, people in that time period. And he's restored twice as much. The common theme through each of these uh, biblical Hall of Fame people, we would say, is perseverance through adversity. As believers in God and followers of Christ, we can be sure of many things that God has promised and that blessings will come, especially eternity in heaven that we'll spend with Him. But one we can also be certain of is that we will all experience trials and tribulations, afflictions and suffering coming into our life. It comes in many ways. Affliction can be a direct consequence of sin. We can't sin and expect God to protect us from the consequences of sin. It could be a judgment from God. Affliction can purify us and help us to develop endurance. It can occur for God's divine purposes. It's a part of living in a fallen world. It can be the result of persecution for Jesus' sake. There's people being killed for their faith right now. It can be the result of a direct attack from Satan. Worship team, if you'll come. Kind of had the purpose of uh, spending some extra time um, in the, with the Lord in prayer. I want to insert a, a story here, not in my notes, so it'll go quick, okay? I promise. But in Daniel chapter 3, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are told by King Nebuchadnezzar and all the people in that country of Israel that you will bow down and worship this golden image. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, no, I won't, okay? And one of their famous quotes I had it highlighted here. They tell King Nebuchadnezzar that 
uh, we do not need to give you an answer concerning this matter, whether or not we will bow down and worship your image when, when the trumpets and the time comes, is what Nebuchadnezzar had told them to do. What they say is, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he will deliver us out of your hand. If you punish us for not worshiping you, our God will deliver us from it. They had confidence in the Lord. But this is the most important part. They said, even if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. They were strong in their faith and willing to go through whatever would happen to them. Will tests come? Yes. Will trials come? Yes. Will tribulations come? Yes. Will persecution come? Yes. Will trouble come? Yes. But will we be defeated? No. Will we overcome? Yes. Will we be stronger? Yes. Will our faith be bigger? Yes. If we will just persevere and not give up. At the moment uh, something, a problem or a circumstance pops up in our life, if we will have the faith to say, I'm going to keep going. We're going to make it through this. Man, God is so faithful. Would you stand with me today? We've looked the past couple weeks and today uh, at keeping our faith through circumstances of trials and tribulations. And what I kind of want to end with in the next, I want to kind of spend five or ten minutes in closing. I just want to encourage all of you, if you want to come forward and pray, you want to pray where you're at, but love it if we spent some time in the front praying and, and with the Lord that we need to decide in our heart today that we're going to serve the Lord. And if you're going through, maybe you're in uh, a, a situation like this or like what we've talked about in the past couple weeks, and it's hard to make a decision that I'm going to follow the Lord, but man, you're here today in the service, right? That means you're relying on God a little bit. Maybe you've come here with that glimmer of hope And we want to use this moment uh, just to encourage you, to pray alongside of you, to help you that this would be a solidifying moment that I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to keep my faith in Him. I can't promise you that when you surrender uh, your life to Him that He's going to make everything smooth and easy and work it all out. But you will take from this experience the faith that God is with you through it, that he will help you as you persevere and as you keep your faith. He will help you through that. So I want to encourage you all to spend time with the Lord as we end the service this morning. Heavenly Father, God, we love you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for these testimonies we'd heard from George and Mark and what we've read from your word. That in spite of uh, what's going to happen at some point or another in our faith walk with you, God, you are always with us. You help us to persevere. 
You help us to keep going. You give us the strength, the wisdom, the direction and guidance, Lord. So I just pray today, God, as we um, spend extra time in your presence today, Lord, that you would help us speak to us as we bring our needs to you, as we give our time to you, as we submit to you. Maybe we've never asked you to be Lord of our life, but today we're turning our life to you, God. Would you help us, Lord? Help us, God. As the worship team uh, leads us in a song, I encourage you, would you come forward and find a place to pray and just spend a few moments